0: Hello everybody, this is Gregor, and welcome back to another episode of The in I hope you're doing well today. Today I'm going to give some observations for my recent trip to Europe. I just returned from a trip to Italy. And it's been six years since I've been to Europe. Uh, last time I was there was in 2016 when I went to Rome and London and neighboring areas. And I've been to Europe seven times now. I went in 95 when I was in college, 98. 2002 for my honeymoon 2003 2016 and then 2022 I feel old (laughs) I feel old but you know when when you go to Europe and of course I don't know how often you've gone if you've even gone everybody's different we're all different as to to the amount of travel but when you when you don't do something for several years and then you do it again it kind of reminds you of oh man what's it like and let me tell you I I, I don't want the I don't want my observations from Italy to be generalized into all Europeans dot 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 that being said every time I go back it always reminds me of some things some positives and some negatives like some things that we do better than than euros and then some things that the euros do better than us so I thought it'd be fun to do that but first of all let's talk about the flights I don't know what's harder Flying there or flying back? Because like, flying there, you're going with your circadian rhythm. Typically, you leave in the evening to, you know, where you're leaving from. I left from Houston and it went Houston to Munich. But you normally leave in the evening, so around this time of the year, it's like two hours of sunlight. And then from you know, 8 p.m. until uh, to the end of the flight, you're at nighttime and you can sleep. Now, I'm amazed. Some people can sleep in a plane. I've never been able to sleep in a plane. And I was very fortunate in that the plane that I took was only a quarter full. Quarter, so I was able to lay out and have an entire middle row. I know this is exceedingly rare, four seats. I could just lie down. I couldn't sleep though, but at least you're, you know you 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 get to Ireland. Typically, we fly over kind of Greenland and Iceland. We get normally around five in the morning, six in the morning. You typically land depending on where you're landing in Western Europe or in Europe in general sometime in the dawn. So if you're able to sleep. I think that is an easier way to get to Europe. On the way back, and again, you can apply this if you're flying to Asia, but on the way back, you typically leave early morning and or late afternoon, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock, and you get back to the States sometime in the evening. So you're pretty much flying with sunlight the entire day. And of course, this changes depending if you're doing summer or winter. And so it is a long thing because the flight back is harder because you're going against the westerly. So it's at least an hour difference. So you can maybe get, depending, you know, if you're leaving from New York, if you're going New York to London, it's certainly going to be shorter. But, uh, you know, let's say you're leaving for the middle of the United States. You're looking probably like a nine hour flight to, to Europe. And on the way back, it's like 11 hours. So it's longer because you're going against the winds. And the flight back was packed. It was packed so i had to sit in just the typical coach seat and it's horrendous i mean to be stuck in a coach seat for 11 hours is just hard and again so people can sleep most people can't it's just i don't know i mean like i get you know air travel has gone cheap enough for the regular man and women can go but i'm like do the regular man and woman really need to go and also, look, we used to dress up. If you look at the 1950s and 60s when we had TWA and Pan Am, people would dress up to fly. The airline stewardesses were young and beautiful because your only qualification was to be beautiful. You still see this kind of in Singapore Air and Emirates and these airlines over in Asia where they're like, yeah, we, we just want beautiful women. I mean, I used to know a flight attendant for Emirates. And she would tell me she was 30, she was 40 She did first class, which is like the peak. That's what you want to do because it's just less people and it's better clientele typically. But she's like, yeah, yeah, you get phased out. Not in America. In America, we get the post-wall, disgruntled, middle-aged stewardess. You know, you see these. We don't don't get the 25-year-old cutie. It's typically going to be post-wall, middle-aged women or effeminate homosexual men. Those are the flight attendants that I typically see. But either way. What's my impression of Europeans? I forget. Man, these guys smoke up a chimney. I remember landing in the Munich airport, and they had smoking boxes. And I swear, it was easier to find a smoking box. There was one like every 200 yards for smokers in the airport than to find a bathroom or certainly a water fountain. But, I mean, the, the Europeans, I forget how much they smoke, especially the Mediterraneans, the, the Italians, the Greeks, the Spaniards. I don't think the Germans smoke as much, but it's much more pervasive in Europe than it is in the States. where pretty much only the lower class who smoke. But over there, they smoke, 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 smoke. What else? I was there during a vacation time uh, in Europe. So uh, I, I picked a wrong time to go because normally in early November, it's pretty empty. It's pretty empty. It's um, low season. But I picked the weekend to go for All Saints. So All Saints was November 1st, which was on a Tuesday. So all the Italians were on holiday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And they all went to Florence and Venice where I was at. And I went to Pisa and, and Trias. But they were just everywhere, everywhere, especially in Florence. Oh my God. It was just, I, I've been to Italy in the summer and it was worse. It was worse going now. Which is overrun with tourists, and the irony, of course, is none of the Europeans are religious, and so they they use All Saints Day as a holiday. But trust me, I went to daily mass pretty much every day in these beautiful churches. If you've ever been over there, I went to St. Mark's, over St. in Venice. I went to the Duomo in Santa Croce in Florence, and and I went to to Pisa's Cathedral, and you know, ten people, and they're all old people, but they'll gladly take the holiday. Everything is like graffiti's everywhere, and just just everywhere. The, the 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 just the graffiti is just nonsensically pervasive, it's like no attempt to do that to clean it. What else do you see? I forget because you know in America we have everything that's big and spacious. And in Europe, you, you see like you'd be amazed at where the cars can fit, like how they drive. You know, they have the narrower cars. You see a lot more of the Peugeot's and the smaller cars that you won't see over here because they gotta get through these alleys. But everything's so loud, right? I think you know this, and I know this being going there so often. But you know, you live in your little suburban house and it's pretty quiet. But if you live in Europe, you know, everything is so condensed, especially if you live in the cities. You just hear the sirens and the Vespa mopeds all the time and the honking and the talking. It's just loud, loud. I remember being in the bathroom in the place and I I can hear the neighbors underneath. But the Europeans are used to that kind of close convivial lifestyle. That's why they use the piazzas or the, the plazas because their accommodations are so small and you also see multiple generations typically living in the same accommodations but it's so small that they just get out to go to the plaza so you or, or the church steps you see just people hanging out eating at the church steps teenagers hanging out on the church steps hanging out on the plazas because that's what you do that's what you do but i just the, the the smoking the paper napkins i forget how much i cannot stand european napkins i'm so used to the american ones the fact that you have to, there's so few public bathrooms in these cities, and then then the the, the, the probably the most jarring thing from Americans' perspective is you have to pay, you have to pay to use the public bathroom, and I just think it's like when you go to a mall, when you go anywhere, McDonald's, you go anywhere, you don't have to pay for anything, but for the public bathrooms, like a library, or whatever, you have to pay, two dollars. It's mind blowing. There's some other things, you know, like the smoking makes the women look really old. But here, let me focus on some positive things. The Europeans dress better than we do. I think pretty much anybody dresses better than we do. Americans can always be pointed out in Europe because we're fatter. We wear t-shirts and shorts and caps. But the Europeans, they've always been better dressers than us. Always. What else? Their food is just cleaner. and We would spend a lot of time here at, at... former naturopathic earth radio but now awakened man they don't allow petroleum-based food dyes in their food msg's they they have a clean much cleaner food if you go to restaurants it's clean ingredients if it's even previously frozen not fresh they have to put on the menu so the food is much better therefore the food tastes better so the food's better the weight staff is better The streets have a lot of graffiti, but I'll give credit, they don't have a lot of littering. There's not a lot of littering. The streets are clean. Yeah, they're all cobblestone and, you know, centuries old, but they're pretty clean. So if you look at, like, some of the big things, also they don't ship off their grandmas to a nursing home. It's very common, as I mentioned, to see multiple generations of family living together in the same apartments or same houses. That's kind of nice. It's nice to see that. So public transportation, especially the train, is amazing. Uh, when I was in Venice, I took the water buses, the Vaporetto's. But their public transportation is amazing. I mean, the only place that you can see it somewhere similar in the United States is on the East Coast, where Amtrak is the only place where it's profitable. But in general, I mean, nobody can deny that the the, the train system in, in Europe is just par excellence. So if you look at the big things, public transportation, they're healthier than we are. They have better food than we are. They are less fat than we are. They take care of their family better. So in a lot of things, the Europeans still do it right. So I'll hear, you know, nitpick here and there, how you know, with the graffiti, and they smoke too much and so forth. But look, they dress better than we do. And... Um, It's just a slightly different culture. It's it's a different culture, though, we're we're similar. And I would love to get the European perspective when they come to America and see our streets. Because, you know, we have have bigger highways, for example, if they like that. If they like the kind of... Like, there's no history in our town. So you can even go, like in Italy, you can go to Padua. You can go to Verona. You can go to the Cinque Terre. You can go to these towns. And they're all... I'm not saying they're all equally beautiful. Like, I don't think uh, Milan is that nice to visit. But they all have, like, a nice area, and there's there's history in all these towns. But, like, when, when Europeans come to America, aside from, like, New York or maybe D.C., it's like, what's their reason to go to Indianapolis or St. Louis or Detroit or Houston? And there's no history. We have nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Otherwise, I want to give my observations on that. So, guys, if you appreciate my content, please post a review on Spotify or on Apple. Hit the notification. Uh, button or follow and share. The Awakened man and the of the sure to make a donation to your and listen, a of Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Please subscribe or follow the channel right now and consider donating via the PayPal link to support this important apostolate. Check out the website, NaturopathicEarth.com by clicking on the link in the episode notes, where you'll find hundreds of articles and recipes that will guide you to long-term holistic health. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.